the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Joining me now, Patrick O'Hare from Briefing.com, Chief Market Analyst uh, with Briefing.com. Sometimes I want to say strategist, but analyst is what I should be saying. How are you, Mr. O'Hare? Hey, good morning, Rob. I'm doing well. Thank you. What's on your mind when you take a look at these markets? Because I'm seeing kind of a a day-to-day yo-yo, but it's coming lower or it's feeling more negative. Well, what's on my mind is that it's a very – distracting or disconcerting uh, behavior pattern for individual investors, you know, thinking about, you know, whether they should be uh, getting into the market right now. Um, You know, as we've been talking about for some time now, uh, I've been expressing, you know, my reservations about the market's valuation and the, you know, weakening fundamentals, uh, specifically weak economic growth and declining earnings estimates. And we're, we're not seen a convincing turn yet in either of those things. You know, arguably what we're starting to see here in the early part of the second quarter really uh, is some economic data around the globe that you know continues to substantiate a you know a low growth, no growth rut for the global economy. And that might ultimately be supportive for the equity markets given the residual consideration that that's going to lead central banks to you know stay very accommodative with their monetary policy. Uh, but it's just not a, um, a convincing enough factor uh, from our vantage point when you're starting from a position of a high valuation here um, that, uh, you know, makes it difficult to jump in right now. So in an area like that, do you personally suggest or do you does your team suggest trying to find something that is working? Like, for instance, I saw an article, a research art piece from Morgan Stanley that said, Hispanics will outspend millennials by 2020. And a lot of my show, I'm talking about millennials and how important they are to, you know, getting a good tax base that pays for Social Security and Medicare. And I focus on millennials and they're not saving enough and they're not taking the price match with their 401k. And they're also not, you know, uh, they're keeping their money in cash. But now I see a good story on Hispanics. Should I be latching onto that in a market that's tepid? too weak? Should I be looking for growth? Yeah. Um, well, you know, you, you do kind of find yourself in markets like this looking at some thematic investing ideas or uh, what you might, your listeners might have heard other pundits call tactical trading positions, uh, which is just code for uh, 
really kind of market timing. Really, you know, you get in, you look for a short-term opportunity, and you and you get out, and you rotate into the next uh, opportunity. Um, uh, so it is a challenging environment. And I think, you know, it ultimately does boil down to to that time horizon issue. You know, how long does one have? Like you say, if this um, trend you're pointing out is going to avail itself in 2020 or by 2020, that's multiple years from now. Um, so if, if it's a, a theme that you feel strongly about uh, and you investigate further, then you need to identify those companies that are going to be in a position to, uh, you know, benefit from those trends. But the key thing in doing that, though, is is I think, you know, um, even if the opportunity is there, uh, you know, four years from now, and they're likely to be main beneficiaries of that, that's not to say that, you know, uh, the stock prices of those particular companies haven't already run up and are trading at a full valuation today, which is going to make those longer-term returns less appealing. So you need to be very conscientious about your entry points uh, when you're getting into, you know, thematic ideas. And uh, even though they're longer-term in nature, um, you know, we can still see or have seen through time anyway that when you're Entering a position at a high valuation, it makes it all the more challenging to achieve a, a very strong longer-term return because a lot of that good news, so to speak, has already been priced in the stock. So you need to be value-oriented uh, when you look at those types of ideas. Um, in a market like this, though, we think, uh, you know, we've been saying for some time now that we don't think there's going to be a lot of return in this market um, this year. Um, so in an environment like that, uh, where arguably interest rates are likely to stay, you know, relatively low, then perhaps you look at just some of those really safe dividend-paying uh, companies that, uh, you know, we've talked in the past, too, about these dividend aristocrats that have just a long-standing history of of raising their dividends in any type of economic environment um, and are, you know, going to continue on that course and, you know, might have a dividend yield in the neighborhood of 2 or 3% right now, um, which is maybe all we can look forward to this year. Um, but, what that does is it takes some of the um, the angst out of it because you know you're getting quality companies um, and you're going to get some income out of that investment and you know so you look at ideas like that I think in a uh, low return market here and um, and then finally I'd add if you're in a range bound market like you know like we are uh, like I think we are uh, where you have maybe an upper end in 2100 a lower end say around 1850 to 1900. You're going to see this constant churn, this rotation between sectors, and so um, so that's where the tactical opportunities come in. You know, maybe off of this February run, you look at those areas that have not performed as well, and maybe you take some money off the table in some of those areas have have done very well, and rotate into those uh, smaller areas uh, or those um, lower performing areas uh, for the next transition here in the in the marketplace. Speaking of which, um, <clears throat> as far as transitions and marketplaces go, uh, you're in Chicago, big city. Um, Aeropostale today, seen filing for bankruptcy next week. Yesterday, we saw Sports Authority basically file bankruptcy. We've seen Kmart go through this. We've seen numerous big retailers, big box companies like uh, Best Buy really do well, then hit a wall. They didn't go bankrupt, but... Um, is that the trend you continue to think that big box is dead? Is that a theme that we should just like stay away from? Is uh, this a good thing, bad thing? Because the way I see it, it's a lot of these retail jobs are first time jobs for teenagers and kind of good training grounds for getting up on time and learning how to deal with 
managers, which ultimately could lead to college, which could ultimately lead to a little bit of business sense. Um, I think that's one of the ramifications of all these companies shutting down is it's going to it's gonna hurt our workforce long term. But what do you think about the, the trend of uh, Aeropostale and Sports Authority going down? Because it seems to be going just all through retail. Right. Yeah. Well, you can add Circuit City to that uh, to that yep. mix. Uh, you know, Best Buy did survive, but I think what it shows is that you somehow, as a big box retailer, have to be able to differentiate yourself, you know, one shape or another. Um, and it, it 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 comes down to management. I think um, it's obviously a very competitive environment uh, when you also have to account for the likes of Amazon.com. Uh, you know, which has a, uh, been tremendously successful in terms of its online presence. And then, you know, Walmart, granted it has its issues, but it's it's the behemoth, right? I mean, it's just a huge company. They're clearly not going out of business, and they're always intent on being the low-price leader. So when you have Walmart in that traditional retailing space uh, combined with the fast-growing Amazon.com in, in the, the new economy space, if you will, um, you really have to be conscientious about, you know, how you're expanding your concept and need to be really on point with your merchandise uh, as well as your marketing efforts. And uh, for those companies that uh, have kind of missed that ball, who have probably grown too too quickly, uh, have, are, are overstored, um, you know, the ramifications of that are very disappointing economic or financial performances and Perhaps in some instances, as you've highlighted, uh, you know, bankruptcy filings, and in the case of Sports Authority, an actual, you know, they're not just restructuring; they're now, you know, liquidating everything. They're going to be closing all their stores. So, um, so it's it's definitely a very uh, dog eat dog world out there in the retail space and and these big box retailers. And you heard that I think coming out of the holiday selling season as well, uh, with declines in mall traffic, making it all the more difficult for some of those traditional. Um, Retailers that have not yet uh, been able to enhance their their digital presence enough to uh, you know to maintain the market share that they're losing to the likes of an Amazon.com. So um, yeah, it's, it's tough, and you just need to be on point, though. I'll give the last couple of minutes to you to you know wax poetic about anything that you're working on, anything that you see, anything that you would you know uh, want to expand on. Without my leading question, yeah. Well, you know the. Uh, Something that you know, I'm going to be looking at, obviously, uh, at the end of the week here, we have the employment situation report for April. Um, you know, what I heard from the Federal Reserve last week was really exasperating for me just in terms of the, the, the phrasing of the directive and just, again, leaves market participants and investors uh, just in that, that lousy position of having to continue to guess, uh, not having a real good sense of, you know, when the Fed might next you know, move its policy rate. Now, I get that, you know, the future is uncertain. You just you can't ever be, obviously, 100% certain about what's going to happen in the future. But when it comes to monetary policy, um, you know, I think the communication we've gotten out of the Fed is just so wishy-washy that it, 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 it adds to this volatility we're seeing in the marketplace. So in any event, with this employment situation report, should help uh, crystallize, in a sense, whether the likelihood of a rate hike at the June meeting is is going to increase, um, and then you still have the issue of the Brexit that's hanging there uh, that might forestall a June rate hike. But uh, you know, if we get another, if we get a nice pickup in average hourly earnings, um, that topic of conversation about a rate hike in June is going to be front and center again. And with a market that's kind of at the upper end of its trading range, sporting a full valuation, could create a little bit of upset here in the near term. But 
Um, all in all, it's not a market that I think um, right now you want to be chasing because uh, it's had such a big move in, in a really short amount of time. Thank you very much. It's Chief Market Strategist talking with uh, Patrick O'Hare, briefing.com. Great source. I read his content every morning out of the gate, briefing.com. It's uh, good insights into the markets. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.